presented by BetMGM. And welcome back. It is BetQL's tailgate kickoff. I'm Ryan Horvath. Thanks for listening. Really good stuff earlier on with Bill Bender, Sporting News National Writer. You can check that out in podcast form. Kelly in Vegas gave out all her best bets. We'll get to ours here as well. Uh, Some information, some BetMGM college football highlights for week two. Again, this is one of the better slates of the season. Three times the number of bets on Colorado-Nebraska than any other college football game. And you know this if you go on social media right now, you go on X, you go on Twitter, and you see uh, trending right now is Colorado minus 2.5. This moved from 4 to 2.5. At 2.5, I might buy back on a little bit of Colorado. My goal is here, like, I'm fine losing this bet. I did bet Nebraska. I don't feel good about it. We know what Matt Rule does. He takes over year one of a program. It's all about building culture. But in my opinion, if you want to build culture, the, the worst thing you could do for culture and your locker room is allowing uh, Jeff Sims to throw three picks in a game. you got to run the football in this game. And I think they're going to do that against Colorado. And the only concern, because I love Travis Hunter, great player, plays both ways, five-star, was supposed to go to Florida State, ends up following Dion. And uh, is he going to be able to play 126 snaps every single week? So I want to see if Nebraska is able to run the ball against that Colorado defense. I do like the under. I think that correlates, and I am going to take a shot. With Nebraska, that's the big game. But again, over at BetMGM, three times the number of bets on Colorado-Nebraska than any other college football game this season. Uh, Some other bet games. If you're looking at tickets, the most bet game, Colorado-Nebraska right there, noon kickoff. Number two, Alabama-Texas. We'll get to that game. It's in primetime, big, big game. Texas, they might be back. Alabama, a little bit of a rebuild year, but they're really tough defensively, and it's Nick Saban. And they're flying under the radar a little bit in the SEC this year, usually when you want to buy in on an Alabama team. Uh, the third most bet game, if you're looking at tickets, is Notre Dame-NC State. And I'm probably on the wrong side in that one. I am a little bit of a homer, but usually I fade Notre Dame in big spots. I just I think NC State's being a little overvalued at home. Not the biggest Dave Dorn guy. Uh, I don't love the offense, even with Brennan Armstrong taking over at quarterback. I like Devin Leary, honestly, who transferred over to Kentucky, and that's why I went over on their win total 6.5. Uh, most bet team, if you're looking at handle, Colorado. And the number was three. The most bet team as far as handle is Colorado today, minus three. Second, Alabama, minus seven. And then Notre Dame is seven and a half point favorites, which is always scary if you're looking at the handle. So Notre Dame, number three right there. Uh, most bet over tickets today, and I'm on one of these. I'll be with the public on Texas A&M and Miami. I think we're going to get some points in that game. We'll talk about that here in a second. Fifty and a half was the total. Ball State and Georgia taking some money on the over as far as tickets. Fifty-two and a half, the total there. And then Ole Miss, Tulane, another game that I really like. That total, sixty-six and a half. If you're looking at under tickets, the most bet today over at BetMGM, Colorado and Nebraska, fifty-eight and a half. Texas, Alabama, fifty-three and a half. That's number two. And then UNLV, Michigan, 57.5, which makes sense. UNLV probably not going to be able to do a whole lot offensively against a Michigan defense that brings back nine starters, only gave up 17 points per game and 263 yards per game last season. UNLV, I went under on their win total coming into the season. Michigan looked really good week one. They don't play anybody until they see Ohio State anyway. And uh, even without Coach Harbaugh, J.J. McCarthy looked really good. They have Blake Corum. They have Donovan Edwards. Not going to do anything with the total, not going to do anything with the side. But that is uh, the third most bet under as far as tick account over at BetMGM. Shadur Sanders over two and a half passing touchdowns, which is a little bit better than even money. Plus 115 is the most bet player prop over at BetMGM. Jeff Sims, big game Jeff Sims, over 68 and a half rushing yards. That's the second most bet prop. That's one I would stay away from. Third most bet prop, Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen over 16 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Sanders over 313 passing yards is the fourth most bet prop. 
And then Travis Hunter, who goes both ways for Colorado wide receiver defensive back, over 73.5 receiving yards, which is a minus 115 price. That's the fifth most bet player prop over at BetMGM. This information coming from Drew, uh, Drew Odell, senior associate and PR data analyst over at BetMGM. All right, let's get back to these games. Let's get back to the picks for today. I'm going to be on the Notre Dame side. I'm going to be on the Nebraska side. Not my favorite bets uh, coming into the day. So let's see what else we got for the people today. I am going to be on uh, Miami. I grabbed Miami at four. I also went over on their win total. We talked about that. You know, usually if a guy takes over like uh, Mario Cristobal did, goes back home, takes over that Miami program, did a really good job at Oregon, usually you don't get to reboot things after one terrible season, but that's what they allowed Mario to do. Josh Gaddis has gone as OC. And I really like this Miami offense. And then you want to talk about offense. We got to go over to the Texas A&M offensive side of the ball. And the reason that I like them coming into the season is for the first time in three decades, Jimbo Fisher's not going to be calling plays from a loose leaf sheet of paper, hands over play calling duties to Bobby Petrino. And we saw week one. Now, granted, they're going to step up in class against a Miami defense today, but they hung 52 points. Connor Wegman was a five-star recruit. Uh, Week one, they played with more pace, like I said. And my biggest question mark for AM coming into the season was going to be, can their offensive line hold up? And especially when you're going against this Miami front, but week one, they got rid of the ball quickly, looked pretty dang good. Miami has a new OC this season, as I brought up, Shannon Dawson. Week one, their run game looked much improved. They actually ran for their most yards in a game since the 2020 season, and they did it with multiple backs, Miami did. Henry Parrish Jr. had 90 yards on the ground. Uh, Mark Fletcher Jr. had 76 yards rushing. And then they had two other backs with more than 30 yards on the ground. A&M really struggled against the run last season. Now, they do hit the transfer portal. They also had one of the better recruiting classes in the nation, a bunch of five-star talent. But they're going to have to be able to stop the run today if they're going to hold down this Miami offense because Tyler Van Dyke, their quarterback's back healthy this season, uh, trademarked his name, Tyler Van Dimes. I like their weapons. Colby Young had four grabs, 79 yards, and a touchdown week one. They got uh, Xavier Restrip back. He's back in the slot, had five receptions against Miami, Ohio. And again, like Miami looked good, scored 52 points. That was against Miami, Ohio. They step up in class against a Texas A&M defense that didn't really overly impress me week one. So I do like the over. I like A&M. I'm with Kelly on this one. I like Texas Tech. Bet this at six and a half. It's down to six. I just think this is a really good spot for Tech. It was a brutal week one upset loss. They blow a 17-0 lead, though, in that game to Wyoming. So I think the box score is a little misleading. They did have a three-score lead against Wyoming. And a lot of people like Tech coming into the season. Some people had them as a dark horse Big 12 contender. Um, you know, fading the Pac-12 a little scary right now. They went a perfect 13-0 to start the season. You're going against an Oregon offense that hung 80 points last week. But Texas Tech, the case you make for them, they get this game at home in prime time. So there's the home field advantage right there. The students have all day to get loose, get their mind right for this game. And if you go back since 2005, Texas Tech at home has been a really good bet against the spread at home. Uh, 56, 42, and 2 against the spread. That's covering at a 57% clip. A top 10 tough place to play in the country, in my opinion. And also, Oregon's offense hung 80 last week. But this is going to be the first road test for Bo Nix. And it's going to be his first road game without Kenny Dillingham, who's now the head coach over at Arizona State as his offensive coordinator. We also get some narratives in this game, some good revenge game narratives. Texas Tech quarterback Tyler Shuck wanted to be the guy at Oregon. Dan Lanning didn't want him to be the guy at Oregon. I think Dan Lanning made the right decision. He brings in Bo Nix, who completed over 70% of his passes last season and is a legit Heisman candidate. 
Tyler Shuck's a little bit of a mess. Also a uh, revenge game today for Tim DeRuder, who got canned when Dan Lanning got the job at Oregon. His defensive coordinator didn't pick up his services. So he heads over to Texas Tech. In this game, it comes down to Texas Tech has to be good on early downs if they're going to hang in this game with Oregon. Oregon's biggest question mark, though, is their secondary. They lose guys like Christian Gonzalez from last year's team. They're now in the National Football League. So I'm going to take Tech to keep this game close. The big one tonight, Texas-Alabama. I did take a shot with Texas here, the seven-and-a-half-point dogs. I think the play is the under. Now, this continues to tick down. You're going to want to see where that closes at uh, right before game time. But right now, Alabama's dealing with some injuries in their secondary. I'm big on Texas this season in the Big 12. Took their win total over 10 wins. Took them better than even money to win the Big 12. You know, and with Alabama, their biggest question mark coming into the season was going to be the offensive side of the ball. Tommy Reese leaves Notre Dame kind of last minute, brings Tyler Buckner with him. But Tyler Buckner doesn't win the starting quarterback job. Jalen Milrow does. And he looked pretty good week one against MTSU. The question was, you know, is he just a one-read quarterback? Can he hit the deep ball? And he looked really calm in the pocket. But now he's going against a Texas defense that brings back six starters this season. They were really good against the run last season. The defensive line, not as experienced for Texas, but they do have some dudes. Trill Carter's back. Justin Spindley's there. I like their linebackers. I like their secondary. Ryan Watts is back. Started all 13 games last season. They were talking some trash a little bit if you look at the press clippings about Alabama. This is going to be a really good game. I think it comes down to, and the reason I like the under, is I like both defenses, even with all that Alabama loses on the defensive side of the ball from last season. A guy like Will Anderson, their best pass rusher, one of the top picks in the draft. I have some question marks on both sides uh, of the offensive side of the ball. For Alabama, I want to see a bigger sample size of Milrow. And then for Texas, you know, Quinn Ewers was a five-star recruit. He's a projected first-round pick, if you're looking at some different analysts. But last season... First quarter against Alabama looked really good. If he doesn't get knocked out of that game and we don't see Hudson Card, the backup, they probably win that game. And then he was really good in a big game against Oklahoma through four touchdowns. But then big games after that. Four straight games without completing 60% of his passes last season. OK State, 19 for 49. TCU in that secondary, 17 for 39. And then last week, even against a Rice secondary, was 0 for 6 on passes 20 or more yards down the field. And you have Xavier Worthy there. I mean, we saw what he could do last season, had nine touchdowns. You have Jordan Whittington there. You have a really good uh, tight end in Javion Sanders, who caught 54 balls last season. The offensive line's a little experienced, uh, you know, according to uh, Texas standards. But still, you have the same five guys that started all 12 games, 13 games last season. So I like the under here. If Texas is going to keep it close, Quinn Ewers is going to have to be good. They're going to have to be able to run the ball. I'll take a shot with Texas, anything over a touchdown. Love the under. My favorite bet of the day, Ole Miss, seven-point favorites, now seven-and-a-half in some spots against Tulane. I just think a little bit too much love for Tulane. I love what they did last year. I like Michael Pratt, but he got dinged last week. And I just don't think Ole Miss is getting enough respect in the market. They brought back uh, nine starters on the offensive side of the ball. Jackson Dart looked much better this spring. And granted, it was week one against Mercer. He only had five incompletions in that game, 18 for 23, 334 yards, four touchdowns. Spencer Sanders is the backup quarterback. Number two all-time passing at Oklahoma State leaves. He actually got some run last week for for, um, Ole Miss, had 150 passing yards himself. And I just think that they're going to be able to take advantage of two-lane secondary. I like Ole Miss a lot in this game. I think uh, anything around seven and a half, eight is fine. Faded Tulane last week with South Alabama. That was a big mistake. But in that game, Michael Pratt was able to torch that secondary. He steps up against this Ole Miss defense. And uh, he's also a little bit dinged up. So I'm going to take a shot today with Tulane. I'm sorry, with Ole Miss against Tulane. One of my favorite bets. We're going to go under in Texas, Alabama. 
North Carolina State will be fading today. We like Notre Dame with the points. That's up to 7.5 again at BetMGM. Uh, Nebraska, all the way down to 2.5. Colorado, 2.5 point home favorites in this game. I'm going to take a shot one last time and fade Colorado. And then uh, Utah, Baylor. That's one where we've seen a ton of line movement. I'm going to go with Baylor. 7.5 point dogs. Baylor loses to Texas State. Terrible loss. Gave up 441 yards in that loss. 25 point favorites. But I think they bounce back. At least keep that game close, especially with no Cam Rising today, starting quarterback for Utah. That'll do it for us here. The BetQL tailgate kickoff back next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. Enjoy the games. This is one of the better slates. We only get 13 of these. Alabama, Texas tonight. North Carolina State, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Miami. Let's have a day.